I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's one perfect way to support your favorite morning podcast, and that is to go straight to patreon.com slash TMS and sub up like Stephen K, Ism, and Jason Rourke. Coming up on TMS... Nightmare diapers, parasitic foreplay, no buckets of popcorn, no KT data, and no Lieutenant Yar. Here's the story of a pope named Gregory, Warren Pease, Brian, the non influencer, potty mouth parrots, Bill and Bob, they're interchangeable, full Vegas churn mode, the over under on Godzilla, smear that day. I could care even less. Scott's hole in 16K. Where in the world is Brian D. Stefano? <laughs> Calendar science with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Delicious pan pizza and delicious thin and crispy pizza. What more could a customer want? Personal pan pizza. What? Did you use Best Foods mayonnaise? The Morning Stream. If you have job, you wear the pants. So true. Hey, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for January 29th, 2024. I'm Scott Johnson, and uh, Brian Nibbett is also here, of course. Hello, Brian. Yes. Hello. Hello. Can you believe we are a mere... We have 31 days this month. Let's see. Yes. We have 31 days in January. We got a couple days left. Two, three days. It's the pinky knuckle. Oh, that's right. It is. And then... January, February, March, April, May, (laughs) June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Oh, look at that. I remember that when I was a kid and then forgot it uh, uh, immediately. I have no memory of that. Brian always reminds me of it. Um, yes, it's it's so much fun when like I'm in a business meeting. Like, um, what do you uh, what do you think if we make this available on uh, August first? I'm like, <laughs> I used to have to do that with uh, something. Maybe it was just simple math back in the day. <laughs> At least you know it's not like. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes an L. That's the left hand. Oh, right, right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of stuff like that as kids. You always have to yeah. gotta have some reference, some physical comparison to make in, mm-hmm. in your life. It's also 90 days from now we will be attending uh, TMS Vegas. Las That's Vegas, right. Nevada, you guys. So much stuff. Yep. So much stuff. And uh, it's all – so um, we've got it in two places. Like if you're wondering about all the events and things going on, I've got Viva TMS Vegas loaded up with um, – all the official events and then a little accordion fold of uh, unofficial events like um, you know people wanting to do dinners or breakfasts at places, things like that. So 
uh, you can go there. Or you can, if you're in the Discord, uh, Tanner was nice enough to uh, set up a channel in Discord that's got all that stuff as well. So yeah. whatever is most convenient for you, go there. Yeah, we're just teeming with information about the event. And uh, news soon on uh, on uh, uh, codes for on saving tickets. a little money. Tickets, of yep. course. Yep, swag bags. All that stuff's getting worked on. Yep. Exactly. We're in full. Uh, we're in I'm full gonna up, churn mode. Gonna here. hit up Monique after the show today and say, "Give me my, give me my code. Give me my code, Monique. Give it to me now. Give anyway, me my code." So that's all coming up. Um, so yep. I had a weird weekend. It was a, it was a real mix. I had uh, the babies over. We decided to watch them Saturday night, most of the afternoon and night overnight, and then have them in the morning, breakfast, all that, and then Taylor and Dylan would come pick them up. And we did this because. We just thought, hey, it'd be nice to toss Tay and Dylan a little time out. Like, hey, you guys want you guys want a day off? You want to take yourselves to dinner, hang out, have some fun, go a little kid-free for a night? You know, take the, the four and the one-year-old out yeah. of your life for a minute? Have a date night? Exactly. Sure. Yeah. And they got to do that, and they were very happy and grateful that we did. And we were happy because we love hanging around those kids. No problem. Love it. Are you ever, are you ever uh, a little bit nervous that they just won't come back for the kids? <laughs> like, they're just going to, like, say, you know what? Let's just... Let's just go. Yeah. Let's just, Let's just we're just going to go to Mexico, mm. uh, play an island. Nobody can find us and uh, leave the kids with them. They'll be fine. It, would be, be it would be crazily, yeah. crazily unlike them. However, if they did that, <laughs> we'd make it work. We'd make it. A, we'd, you'd, of we'd, course, you'd make it yeah, work. Yeah, we'd make that work. But anyway, yeah. they were great. We were having fun. Saturday, no problems, no issues. Wonderful time. Baby's a riot. She's talking and just being a little loud mouth. And Van's super into... Um, uh, well, I'll tell you about the recommendation now. He's super into Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur from Marvel. Oh, yeah. Oh, that cartoon to, uh... is so cool, Brian. You got to watch that shit. What do you mean I got to watch it? I watched it with Lawrence freaking Fishburne. I got to watch that shit. <laughs> wait, you did? What? Uh, wait. Yes. Yes. At D23 two years ago. Oh, right. Tina and I attended a screening of the first three episodes with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and he handed us all these, these devil dinosaur plushies. Totally forgot that you did that. That's yeah. awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. I totally spaced that. Yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> It turns out, it turns out that cartoon is real, real good, and I should have listened then uh, because. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't available then. Like you know, we came out of that thing saying, "Oh my god, this is great! When can we watch the rest of the episodes?" And they're like, "Oh yes, um, a year from September." Good like what? Lord. That's a lot. <laughs> Why did what took them so long? What was the deal there? They just weren't uh, done. They just had to. They just they they basically have to have the whole season ready before they can. Um, you know, air it or, or or have enough of the season ready that they can air it. And they had only gotten the first three episodes done. And the third of the three, um, there were still like um scene missing, or we saw an animatic or something for a couple of the scenes in episode three mm. that weren't ready. Gotcha. So well, yeah. it's awesome. And we watched a yeah. bunch of that, I had a great time. I'm actually gonna keep going in the season as how much I Oh like yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Van was really into it. But anyway, we're having a great time and then from 11 p.m. until 6.30 a.m., every 20 minutes, almost on the mark, the little one started throwing up mm. and barfed all night and uh, had some of the most nightmare di- uh, diapers I've ever seen. Oh, God. These so... di- I should have packed these diapers right. and sent them to, like, the CDC or something for study. <laughs> they were so bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh jeez! And it was both house. ends. Like it was out of both ends. Yeah, jeez. both ends. Now she's a t- you know she's one, so she's like all of this big. 
So yeah, she's not she's not got a lot in her, but it didn't she's not matter. Producing a lot, but what she does produce is pretty damn impressive. Very toxic, and uh, she was just sick all night. The poor thing, and she didn't. She's not really a crier. She doesn't really cry, but mm-hmm. she gets mad. So when she would wake up every twenty minutes, then of course Kim and I would not really be asleep, but we would quote unquote wake up and then grab her, and then here's the bucket, and we're like, it's okay, and she's just like. All done, all done, all done, all done. <laughs> she just kept saying Aww. all done as a way to like fight the urge or whatever. Yeah, like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done, I, done, uh, all done. Make it stop. All yeah. done. She go, Pops, Nana, all done, all done. Well, anyway, <laughs> all night long, like I said, till about 6 30, which meant Kim and I slept for maybe an hour. So we were really tired and, and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But somehow through all of this, mm-hmm. I had the wherewithal to do a thing that I'd like to talk to everybody about. Oh, cool. This is an important moment in in TMS history. I would like everyone to be ready for a hallowed statement of sorts. (laughs) The the end of an era, so to speak. Yeah, (laughs) one one that will rock your socks. Uh, Here, I'll give it it a theme. I watched Parasite. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, so I need, I need, uh, don't just you know, I need a little bit of uh, foreplay, Scott. So how did this come about? Like, did you, did you go to, like, <laughs> all right, you're sitting there, you're 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 sitting down on the couch, you got the remote out, you're you're pulling up Hulu, no, right, <laughs> sort of. How do you settle on? Okay, tell me how you get. How all right, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So um, about a week ago, week and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We were all we've been doing this thing on on uh on core for our pre-show. We're like, hey, have you guys seen Bo is Afraid? And then they'll go, no, and I'll say, Oh, you gotta watch that. And they're like, Okay, yeah, we'll watch it before next episode and we'll tell you what we think. And they just kind of naturally we started doing that with each other. That's how I saw um or it's how I made them see Seven Psychopaths, which I love. Mm-hmm. And they had never seen it, so they watched that. And then what was the other one that I saw that I ended up really liking? Uh crap. A couple of them anyway. John's recommendations. And so we just had been having these little mini recommendations. And about a week and a half ago, uh, one of these core pre-shows, John goes, you know what you should see? You should see Parasite. Now, he was aware that there was like a long-standing hoo-ha on TMS about it, right? Yeah. So, he was aware okay, of this. So, so I, can, I can work on you for three years. Exactly. Yep. And he can and do it, it in a day. it takes John one week. Yeah. To- <laughs> it takes him one 20-minute right. pre-show to convince me to see it. So right. I really, I need to filter my things through now. It's not gonna be, you're not going to hear from me anymore. So here's what he said. Here's how it worked out. He goes, you should see it. And this would be funny because no one's been able to get you to see it. So it'd be funny if you saw it because of this stupid thing. And I went, you know what? That is kind of funny. Right. So right. let's do it. So I decided that would be when I would do it. And so I did it. And I liked that movie a lot. I have one problem with it. Yeah. I think some of the trans, it's all subs. Nobody does any dubs for this movie. I can't find it. Oh, really? Anywhere. Which is good. Cause I think, it, yeah, we, when we saw in theaters, it was subbed and I, and I can't imagine seeing it any other way really. Yeah. And it's, it's not, um, how do I put this? It's not that uh, it's not that people don't want a dubbed version. It's just literally sure. they have not made one. There's some fan effort to make one. I did a whole deep that's dive on this. That's interesting that they that they don't. I wonder if that's so. Is that a Bong Joon Ho decision, like to say I I don't want I don't want somebody to experience this other than the way that it was originally filmed and yeah, I don't know. Audio. Like it won't. People can't capture the nuance of these these um, 
uh, actors that uh, you know have delivered their lines in a certain way, etc. And I think that's probably it. I couldn't find anything to that to, to yeah. give me that answer, but I, that sounds mm-hmm. right. And there are a bunch of really great actors in this, and they all did an amazing work. So I get it. Yeah, one rest in peace. Sadly, yeah, uh, that was sad. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, he didn't die of a knife, though. Sorry, spoiler. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I'm uh, so I watched this, and my only complaint is subs are fine. But I felt like some stuff got lost in translation. There were just some moments, and I couldn't even point at one in particular, but there were some moments where what they were saying didn't match what I think I was seeing. And oh, I, interesting. Okay. And I don't think there... It wasn't That's like egregious or like up up and down. It was just like maybe two or three moments where I was like, no, wait a minute. She said that, but that yeah. doesn't make sense. Cause, and I don't know if those are just mistranslations or if I, I didn't know. Oh, chat says... They have a dub version in their library. It's just not up right now. Is that true? That's interesting. On Netflix, though? That's really weird because I've never seen it up on... That might be you know, a different country or something. But, mm, uh, yeah, because here I don't think yeah. they ever had it. Hulu had it forever, and now it's on Max, which is where I watched it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was going to stay on Hulu. I thought they had some deal with whoever owns yeah. Hulu. And like, you, I mean, you didn't watch it on Plex where somebody might pick their own... No. subtitle text file like you watched it on HBO or on Max so. yeah proper thing and yeah. it's not that I would I don't I think I would have gone back and forth to see how it worked but I think I would have mostly mm-hmm. gone subs um because you know it's a freaking Academy Award winning best picture I yeah. gotta like experience yeah. it the way it was presented and so I the did first international uh winner of uh, the best picture uh, uh category yes so I really liked it and Brian was right it's a very good movie yeah and I shouldn't have waited so long <laughs> I mean, that was mostly me just then, like not getting around to a thing. And right, then, exactly. There was you weren't actively avoiding it or anything like no, that. Now, no. here's here's what you don't know, Scott, is that uh, earlier, actually last year, mm-hmm. I started talking to KT Data about uh, using up some of my frequent flyer miles and flying to Salt Lake City. He was going to pick me up at the airport. He was yeah. going to film this whole thing. Yeah, pick me up at the airport. We we're gonna swing by a movie theater. Yeah. Get two tubs of popcorn. Yeah. And I was gonna show up on your front door and we were gonna watch Parasite <laughs> together. I was gonna coordinate like I hadn't gotten to the stage where I was gonna coordinate hadn't hadn't started coordinating this with uh uh Kim or Carter or anybody. Yeah. But um Dang it. Uh Yes. So this was in. So this was an active development. This little plan. This was. It was an happen? active development. Yeah. KT Data and I had been talking about like, all right, when are you traveling? When's when's uh, uh, CES and when's this? When's that? When do you think we could do it? Can't have it too close to uh, TMS Vegas and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like I, that would have been amazing. Obviously. Um, I. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So how how recently was this like were you guys talking right up to the point you found out i watched it or when uh we were talking the last time we talked about it was maybe two weeks ago three weeks <laughs> Man, ago that's yeah. really close yeah i had no idea it's all right it uh it uh, you know it's a it's a lesson for me to not not uh to get off my butt on certain things that i think are going to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have been something but um yeah how would so would you have to we'd have to rent a theater right or something to get that done to get rent a theater no we we're gonna watch it on your on your 4k tv oh, I, thought we were gonna, you... I was gonna show up at your house with two buckets of popcorn and a and... film crew in the in the form of kt <laughs> and data a film crew in the form of kt data okay yes. i got you i guess now. three buckets of popcorn because you can't leave kt data out he's gotta have a bucket of popcorn as well. that actually would have been fun that would have been yeah. all right it's all right. It, uh, you know, again, my my uh, 
me not getting off my butt, important lesson. The same thing happened with, with the dude who released a book about cover songs from the cover song blog mm. before I got mine out. And it was like, oh my God, I already had like had an outline, had everything. It's like, well, I'm not going to do it now. Could do it now, though. Now it'd be relevant again. I just could cause... do it now. It's been enough time, actually, that, that there'd be new things I'd want to talk about that weren't in the original. So that's true. Oh, oh I'd, yeah. I'd support that Kickstarter. Let's that, do it. I could put that, I could put that on the... Uh, on the list. Boy, uh, Ku cried wolf in the chat says, not actively avoiding the movie. It was the whole thing. No, I wasn't actively avoiding it. It was just a, <laughs> it was, it was a running we joke. We created a hype bubble. Yeah. That's what we did. <laughs> we did. We created a hype bubble. As you know, I don't yeah. love hype bubbles, but it was, it was good to finally see it. I did want to see it. I wanted to see it before his next movie, which looks cool. Comes out this mm-hmm. year um, called, uh, I already forgot. It's got your, it's got your, uh, your team Edward in it. Um, what the hell is Boone? The guy's new movie. Hold on. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Boon Bung Joon Ho, by the way. Bung Joon Ho. Yeah. <laughs> and currently in development is uh, Mickey 17. That's it. Mickey 17. It's back to Mickey sci-fi. 17. It's where oh, I like him the most. Because I will say, I think my favorite uh Bong Joon-ho movies are the science fiction focused ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No argument. I love, I mean, I, I love Snowpiercer. I heard you talking about, uh, you know, this on, on pre-show core, of course. The, the the cat was out of the bag for me. Well, the cat was out of the bag when you said it in Discord chat. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. All right. And then I tuned in for core pre-show. So it worked, <laughs> it worked to finally get me to listen to a core pre-show, by yeah, the way. That was the goal. That was our entire that trick. That was the good. See, I knew it. Yeah, I knew we it. didn't that care was, about anything else. We just John, wanted... John uh, has been working on this for uh, for longer than I've been talking to KT Data, actually. Yeah. He's like, how can we get Brian to want to listen to a core pre-show? And the thing about John, John is a chaos monster and he loves this kind of crap he loves getting getting me to do this as a like a goal of his i don't know if you knew this but back when we were raiding <laughs> no, and he uh, was on our team to like roll around with us and in, in raid yeah he would if you ever i don't know if you noticed this but when we would fight trash uh-huh. he would be nowhere to be seen oh right because he's out attracting new mobs and stuff right or he, no no he's hiding in the dead he's hiding he's in the hiding. corpse of the last boss he killed. yeah he's yes. hiding and waiting everyone to clear trash right yes. so he can then come participate in the actual fights <laughs> I do that remember this yes absolutely yes. he's a chaos monster that's just exactly yep. who he is uh but anyway yeah i like snowpiercer i like okja a lot i like uh i like those movies so i really want to see this new mickey yeah. 17 mickey thing 17 yeah and whatever he's got some animated project in development i have no idea what it that's is the other one that it's listed there yeah exactly <clears throat> huh. that sounds awesome so uh anyway I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And yeah. the host, I love the host. Oh, his movies, nice. his five, five movies are my jam. So that being said, if you said to, yeah. to me, "Hey Scott, what'd you like better, like Snowpiercer or Parasite?" Parasite. I would say Snowpiercer oh. because sure. it's more in my wheelhouse of interest. Of of but course. this was also very good. And you know what's weird is Parasite is the per- not the perfect movie to follow up on, but it is almost the perfect juxtaposition to something like Saltburn. Very similar vibe. Mm, mm-hmm. Not the yeah. same movie at all, but <laughs> and there aren't, you know, there aren't five particular moments in Parasite right. where I was exactly. shocked no, out of my mind. But there are, I mean, yeah, maybe not gross out moments, but there are a couple moments of like, oh, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. yeah. There's some basement moments, let's call it that. Yes, exactly. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but uh, no. but yeah, like Saltburn has very similar motivations for some of it as this movie. So that was a weird thing to just stumble into. I didn't expect that. 
Um, but I had yeah. a great time. It was good. It deserved what it That's got, cool. and um, I'm glad I finally yeah. got it behind. Good, it, so good. I'm I'm glad too. And now we need to figure out what the next thing is. Is it? Do we work on you for Squid Game now? Is that the thing that uh, we have to? Kind of in the mood for to... it, to be honest. Kind of want to see yeah. it. So maybe I will yeah. watch me some some of that. I'm I'm gonna catch up on. Uh, True Detective season four, real quick, and then I'll. Oh, really? Oh, see, we're waiting. I'm waiting on that one. I, 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 I with with Fargo is like no, got to watch it when it comes out. Got to watch each one when it comes out. But with uh, True Detective, I feel like we we're we're okay waiting. We're currently watching a. Um, I might. I'm probably going to use this for recommendal, so I don't want to tell too much about it. But it's a uh, procedural drama from the UK mm. that has a few seasons and. Um, uh, like something Kim would love. You got to tell me what that is when you recommend I'll, it. I'll have to when when it's all done. But um, oh yeah, Outer Range. You need to finally watch. Jeez Louise. Yeah, that's, that's another a, one. It's another one on my list. Yeah. I have a I have a burgeoning list. I think I may actually share it so people can see how long this list is of things people have said to see. <laughs> I bet mine's longer. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I want to see Outer Range. I want to see uh, that stuff's right up my alley. There's no reason for me not to see Outer Range. That's stupid not to see that because I love yeah. that kind of stuff. And I loved the last... I finally caught up on all the seasons of True Detective, and I thought season three was really good. Okay, and so, show my list and see, is my list longer than yours? <laughs> let's see. Did you put it in the... Th- oh, that's a pretty big list. Yeah. And that's just a series. There might be a movie or two in there, but uh, mostly series. And oh, uh, glad you have Louder Milk on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We would have watched it uh, had it not. We needed something that I could use for recommendals, but otherwise, we we were talking about watching Louder Milk next. Louder Milk's really good. Yeah, I love that. I hope there's a th- there's a rumor that Netflix picked it up and is having it in their top ten, and it's succeeding really well. That they are going to revive it, and I would be thrilled if they revived that series. That would be That's wonderful. Cool. Give it another couple seasons or something. Skip some years. That's all you have to do. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Uh, Brian, you saw some stuff. What did you see? I saw some stuff. Uh, yeah, so obviously it's Oscar time. So now Tina and I are doing the thing where we we make sure to see all of the Best Picture nominees before the broadcast. And then um, we're also you know trying to catch up on any um, Best Actor, Best Actress, Supportings screenplay director things like that that we can and then the shorts so um we went and saw american fiction at the uh, at the movie picture show house and this is the one with jeffrey wright as a writer who's struggling to get a book published until he decides that if he writes it in a more urban uh ghetto style actually you know going so far as to become that person uh like a ex-con kind of thing then he um uh then he can maybe have some more luck with getting his book published mm-hmm. and this was great this is going to be this is kind of like the um the dark horse right cuz oppenheimer and uh um holdovers i'm trying to think of like what you know your your big expected films in the in the best picture category um they're all great. They're really good. This one I feel like is is this kind of quiet movie that should be creeping up on everybody's radar and being like, oh, you know, those are all good, big flashy films, but you need to see this one. Mm, it's um, like uh, uh, like Florida Project or uh, right, Florida Project, great comparison, yeah. right? Where it's like this kind of unassuming, just kind of quietly slipping into the line there, but really it should be more. It should be more prominent. More people need to see it. Um, 
Uh, it's fantastic. American fiction. Love really, really Jeffrey good. Wright so much. I hope he wins. Yeah. That'd be great. I mean, he's he's fantastic, and he's fantastic in this. Um, we also saw Godzilla minus one minus color because so many people have raved about it to to me that it was like, all right, Tina, we got to see this thing. And we missed it when it was in color in theaters. So we saw the black and white version. And I got to say, I'm not I'm not at all disappointed that we saw the black and white version. I'm I'm wondering how if if there was anything the color version could have done that made the experience better because I feel like it belonged in black and white. The whole thing takes place right after World War II, so it's it's black and white. You know, it's black mm-hmm. and white time period as far as those kinds of movies. Sure. And um uh it was uh um, I don't know. It just felt so, so true to the original. It's it's a very human, um, character driven version of Godzilla, mm-hmm. and uh, but Godzilla's you know there's don't make no mistake. This isn't like oh we're gonna learn about all these characters for one and a half hours and then the last fifteen minutes hey it's Godzilla. No Godzilla's Godzilla is throughout. Oh, but that, that's good to hear because um, there are versions of Godzilla movies like Shin Godzilla, which people seem to like in 2016. I finally saw that, and Shin Godzilla was mostly people, and then just a little Godzilla. Yeah, I yeah. don't like the that. Toyo, the, you did like that, or I didn't like did that? not like that? I, I need yeah. me some kaiju yeah. you action. Need, you need Godzilla throughout, and you need the Toyo or Toyo Toho Toyo, right? Toyo 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 Godzilla. I think it's Toyo. Toyo. I think that's right. Um. um uh, making sure, but anyway, um, God, yeah, so good, uh, so well done, and uh, um, uh, I, we could not like. I still wasn't one hundred percent sure I understood the title, like why it was Godzilla minus one, mm-hmm. uh, until I did a little looking online, and uh, uh, it's like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Mm. Uh, it's not a spoiler to say that since this does take place right after um, World War II. Japan's kind of at their lowest point, so they're already at zero yeah, <laughs> after yeah. after Hiroshima and Nagasaki and and the effects of World War II, and then uh, Godzilla just kind of said, "Oh, uh, you're here minus yeah, one. Minus now you're one. At minus one because <laughs> you thought you had it bad. Great. That's as good a translation as I've heard of that title. That's pretty good. Yeah, we thought it was uh, like, oh, instead of saying humans one, Godzilla zero, mm. it was." <laughs> Godzilla minus one, like <laughs> yeah, it's a handicap. They applied a, nine, a negative right, one handicap. Exactly. Yes, yeah. it's a over. What's the over under on Godzilla? Oh, minus one. Okay, I'll take the over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I've been yeah. dying to see it. I just haven't had a chance. Um, I think I did lock yeah. in tickets today or yesterday for. Uh, I say I think I did because I think Kim did it, but I think we got our <laughs> Dune Part Two tickets all set. So cool. Yeah, we got ours for. I think I texted you. I showed you a text of my. My ticket per- uh, purchase for uh, let's see. Oh yeah, it's it's Leap Day. We're seeing it on Leap Day. Oh, I missed this. Is yesterday? Yeah, you did send this uh, yesterday. Yeah. Is that yeah. when I'm seeing it? I think I'm seeing it the Probably. same night. I think. Cool. Yeah, we got ours at the uh, at this new theater that everyone's raving about here. So we'll oh, good. S- we'll see good. how it is. Big fancy seats, fifteen bucks a ticket. You know. Well, hopefully, hopefully it, it's um, a better experience. Hopefully, they have something at the beginning that says, "Hey, thanks for coming to the movies. Don't be a dick, okay? Thanks. Yeah, enjoy thanks. your show. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, some stuff to think about as you are planning your next trip to the movie theater and/or uh, home watching experience. All right, everybody. correct. 
many, many things to enjoy there. Let's get Dunaway in here. Let's play a little half asses, give some stuff yeah. away. Prizes are at, are afoot. That's right. Well, we're not giving away a foot, but we're. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. Well, I know. Then, so change change your plans, Brian. One. Yeah, hang on to that foot. Although, refrigerate it. It'd be my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't just leave it out. There yeah, don't go. leave that out. Uh, music means it's time for Brian Dunaway to take the stage. Hello, Brian. Oh, oh, hi, Scott. Oh, hi. Brian. You all right? Oh, Aaron, oh hi, little, uh, Brian. Oh, hi. Yeah, I was on the I was on the other line, so I I just hung up. Oh, I just okay. hung up. There we go. Okay. I was trying to hang okay. up. Okay. Look. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, hi, hi. That's your official <laughs> greeting. <laughs> Would you? Were, were you in the middle successful of successful in hanging up? Like, yeah. did you? Are you good? Were you all right? Yeah. Did yeah. You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was mid, trying to. You know, I was, the, on somebody or anything? No, no. Well, sort of, kind of. It was one of those conversations that kind of goes like, okay, well, I'm gonna let you go. Okay, mm. I'm gonna let you go. Okay, I'm gonna let you go. Was this an important work conversation, or are you talking to yeah. the the loved no, ones? No, no, it was, it was just somebody asking a million questions about things oh. that could wait or could have been an email. Yes, yeah. oh, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. Yes. Well, well you're fine. the guy. You're, you're the go-to guy, and everyone loves you. So. Yeah, yeah, but I, I should have been gone like seven minutes ago. This mm. is one of those things. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm out. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm leaving out. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. And I'm going. No. <laughs> no, no. I'm leaving. No. Not let. Oh. oh. Now you're gone. Uh, sure. Well, it's good to have you sure. here. We are going to play uh, the half asses. Brian here's got the actual rules and stuff that's up on the line, all that crap. Brian, you want to explain? Absolutely. Welcome to the morning half asses, a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving you guys the answers. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of those answers are correct, and three of them, like John finally getting Scott to watch Parasite, when I've tried for three oh. years, are just wrong. But. <laughs> Uh, depending on how confident you feel about the category, you can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if you get any of those guesses wrong, you get zero points for that round. Get one, and you get a, you get a point. Uh, you get two right, you get three points, and get all three correct, you get five points total. Player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. Let's see who you're playing with or playing for. I don't know who you're playing with, but you're playing for. for Scott, you're going to be playing for uh, Yves Marchand in uh, Alma, Quebec. Cool. In Canada. Nice. And Brian, you're going to be playing for Jason Stefano. Sounds like, uh, oh, the, the villain, the soap opera villain, Jason well, Stefano. Right. Where Hampshire. in the world. Okay, New Hampshire. There we go. I was say, where in the world is Jason Stefano? Jason Stefano. That's the guy. Yeah. Nailed it. You nailed it, Brian. That's how the song goes. All that's the ni- all Rocco, the nineties kids. would sing it right there. Is, all uh, all the nineties kids' ears perked up the minute you sang that song. Nice. <laughs> Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to your first question here. Uh, all right. Oh, this is a good one. You guys got this. Okay. I, I, I predict uh, perfect scores from both of you. Oh my lord! TV oh, show theme songs. That are oh. sung by actors from the show. Oh, uh, your choices these are, are my favorite. Yep. Happy Days, Cheers, Gilligan's Island, All in the Family, Family Guy, and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Which of these theme songs are sung by the cast themselves? And meaning some it can be someone in the cast, it could be ever in the it could be a combination, right? Theme songs stuff. performed by actors from the show. <laughs> I don't it. know how much more clear I can make. Well, it, you said I you said the cool. cast. The cast implies everybody <laughs> okay, did. That's true. Yeah. Theme songs performed by actors from the show. All right. Uh, well then i know you're the both answers. locked in uh pretty damn easy you both got it right uh, all in the family sung by carol o'connor and uh, uh gene stapleton and, and 
yeah. Family Guy is kind of a take on the All in the Family, right? It totally is. Beginning. It starts with yeah. the two of them at the piano. It starts with uh, Lois and uh, uh, Peter at the piano. Basically, it's a it's a takeoff on a Family Guy. Mm-hmm. And of course, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, sung by uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Surprisingly, a lot of people don't know that. But mm. uh, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that. Really, that's because yeah, Brian's kidding. Really. He's really. not uh, telling you the truth at all. It's yeah, all yeah, fake. Uh, exactly. Uh, all lies. All lies. <laughs> Um, so it was good. it was DJ Jazzy Jeff and not the Fresh Prince. No, it was the made. Fresh the Prince who sang it. Come on now, yeah. come on, Brian. DJ Jazzy Jeff showed up once in a while on the show, but he did not sing. Yes, he did, yeah. especially yeah. the first season. Let me tell you yeah. all a story about how Brian told the other Brian a lie. <laughs> 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 all right, let's see how well you do with this one. We're moving from uh, TV shows to books, and uh, which of these books? have an opening sentence that's less than six words long. Uh, your choices are The Cat in the Hat, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or The Philosopher's Stone, if you're from the other side of the pond, The Stranger, you know, Camus' The Stranger, uh, The Invisible Man, A Tale of Two Cities, and Curious George. Three of these have opening sentences that are less than six words long. I'm picking two because I don't feel confident. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's like bait. It's like oh yeah, it's like bait. It's, it's like, like bait. bait. I mean, obviously you're gonna think it's gonna be the kids because you want to keep it short. But then it's probably gonna be like I was dot, and then something stupid, and it's like oh. <laughs> but hold, that's the first sentence. All right, there we less go. than six, not less than or equal to six. Icor, less than six. Why is that? Do you do you know all the opening sentences from these books, Icor? And you're just trying to get on that. Uh, he might. That, he might. <laughs> he might actually. Kevin's yes. a smart dude. I wouldn't put it past yes. him. All right, Donald, um, I pick your damn shit. Oh, all you right, did. you both. Hey, you're both I locked picked one like five minutes ago, Johnson. No, oh. it wasn't five minutes ago. I sat here waiting. You did. You just. <laughs> well, the question didn't even start. Obviously, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not. A Tale of Two Cities is, uh, if I remember correctly, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, or was that oh, War and Peace? Is that I War and Peace? I don't remember at all. It was yeah. one of those. Who's War and Peace? Yeah, yeah War, and, War, War and Peace. Uh, peace, War and Buffett. Yeah. Um, uh, no, your, cho- your, your answers are Invisible yeah, Man, The Stranger, and Curious George. Uh, mm. Three that you did not pick. One of you picked Invisible Man. Invisible Man begins with the line, get ready, Brian. I am an invisible man. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That fast. That's what I figured. I am Curious George. Actually, how does Curious no, George I'm, start? Curious George, George is with a man in a hat. Curious George begins with, this is George. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Here's George. Uh, He's doing his stuff. Yeah. yeah. By Curious George starts a completely different way. And yeah. then uh, the stranger uh, begins with, mother died today. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's a terrible a sentence to start. Yeah. It's a bummer right yes, away. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Call me Ishmael. All right, let's get to uh, question number three. You guys still deadlocked at five points apiece. Ooh, sure. Um, we're coming up on uh, we're coming up on on Super Bowl time or the big game, as we're uh, only allowed to call it in mm-hmm. advertising. Uh, which of these teams are undefeated in the Super Bowl? And I had to double check from the time that this question was written to make sure that it's oh. still the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Baltimore Jeebus. Ravens, the New York Jets, the Minnesota Vikings, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Chicago Bears, and the New Orleans Saints. Which of these teams are, are undefeated in the Super Bowl? Even when they rarely go sometimes. That's the best kind because that, that means they have fewer opportunities to lose. And That's if they correct. did win. Yes. Now, hmm. <laughs> one of these, I think, might be just once. One of these things is really stupid. But wait, okay. they may have won it 
Um, all right. Really? The Super Bowl Shuffle. I feel like I feel like that one's dangerous. I know that one's not true because I watched a game where they beat the or the Green Bay beat them. So let's go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking two because I don't freaking know. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Took it long enough. Go on. You guys. You guys both picked the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Chicago Bears actually are. Um, Seven and seven. They are. Nice. Uh, I'm sorry, not seven and seven. One and one. Those little numbers look oh. really uh, weird. The, the way it's written here. One and one. Chicago Bears have been to the uh, Super Bowl twice, and they've lost once. Oh. And uh, same with Pittsburgh Steelers, six and two. But the Baltimore Ravens are two and zero. Oh. New York Jets are one and zero. Oh. They've only been once, and they won. Same with the New Orleans Saints. They've only been once, and they won. Damn it. So, so Raven Saints go fewer, go fewer times and you have a better exactly. chance of not exactly. screwing up. That's your, your benefit. Exactly. All right. So that means we have to go to our tiebreaker question. And we're last time it was me. I had to pick. And then I think okay. Scott had to go high. Low, that is right? correct. That's yeah. That okay. Correct. Oh, I love this. This is so good. All right. Um, Oh, I love both of these questions. Which one do I use? We're going to do the Scott, go higher or lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, higher or lower. That'll choose which question I use. All right. Uh, Scott. Yeah, that's me. How many How many wooden blocks come in the game Jenga? Oh. oh my how gosh. many wooden blocks come in the one. game Jenga? Yeah. Uh, 60 blocks come in the game Jenga. 60 blocks is uh, incorrect. Is the actual answer higher or lower than 60? I'm going to say it is two less. I want to say they go with a with a fifty two like card deck. So lower. Oh, that's uh, two less would be fifty. I know. I corrected okay. myself. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys are so sensitive today. <laughs> Who peed in your cornflakes? <laughs> Cripes. My problem is I had no. I did because we were uh, out of milk. Yeah. Um, the actual answer is lower. Uh, it's fifty four. You got to pick a number that's divisible by three because every layer has three uh, three blocks in it uh oh, 54 so wait a minute is that right three that is right yeah. i never thought yeah. of that yeah oh. each each level has three turned 90 degrees oh my yep. head it's four but that's not right because it wouldn't that is no that would be uh yeah it would not be would not balance as well i haven't played jenga's jenga in so many years i should play it you know what i want is one of those jumbo ones the big heavy block ones have you seen yeah. those? Yeah. They like yeah. Oh, yeah. They have, at, uh, they have them at bars where I play trivia, and it really pisses me off when we're in the middle of discussing a thing, and all of a sudden we hear screams and a crashing down of these giant two-by-four Jenga blocks. Oh, good point. That would annoy <laughs> yeah. me, especially if yeah. you're trying to focus on the question. Yeah. That'd be hard. Exactly. Uh, so that means congratulations going to Brian and, by proxy, Woo-hoo! Jason DeStefano, that pesky villain. Uh, Would have gotten away with Up it. Up in New Hampshire, right? Mm-hmm. Up in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations, Jason DeStefano. You are getting a copy of Spirit of the Island and Lords and Villains mm-hmm. from Steam. But uh, Yves Marchand in Quebec, you are getting a copy of A Juggler's Tale. A game uh, I Steam, almost so. bought last night on on sale because it looked so interesting. Oh, I was actually the Juggler's sp- Tale. Yeah, I was scrolling through yeah, my yeah. Steam Deck last night and I see this and I'm like, "What is that?" It was on sale. 
It yeah. looked really good, reviewed really well. No idea how it is, but it seems like it's well received. Huh. I think this person yeah. also won they might, today. They might have won there. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's very different from a Juggalos tale. Don't <laughs> I don't recommend that <laughs> one. No, tell the Juggalos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. F- uh, part one, one, Fago. Part two, uh, clown makeup. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Yeah, whoop that's whoop part is part yeah. two. Uh, well, that's great. I love when everybody wins, but me. Dunaway. <laughs> Dunaway, you did great, though. Uh, this is going to be a hell of a week for us on Play Retro. I know we'll talk about it again Wednesday, but I want to bring this up because there is now an active Unreal Tournament server running for the Play Retro yes. community. Oh, yes. So that means retro, that retrogib.com. Retrogib.com. That's All right. That's right. Hop that's, in there. That's right. Get in nice. there. And uh, it's uh, that game rocks. I'm going to destroy Dunaway at some point before our show. Oh, wheels. I've been practicing <laughs> wow. a lot. I wow. haven't seen you on the server unless you've been playing that single player bot tournament. Been, look, I played. I've, I don't think there's a game that has more hours played than that one. For me, maybe World of Warcraft's the only one that's beat it. Oh, I so played. you're you're going you're depending on the um, it's like riding a bike. Muscle memory, baby. That's right. Okay. Okay. So you 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 have the mouse currently and keyboard that you had when you developed that muscle memory. Okay, Always. it's fine. It's Always. fine. Whatever, Scott. I'm just saying. Okay. I got a, I got a honey Honeywell three button mouse and a uh, clicky clacky <laughs> Honeywell keyboard from 1999. You got, you got your mouse wheel with you got the moss ball bent down there. Yeah, I got to take it out, ball. wash the cat hair out of it occasionally, and gets a little right, sticky. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know how it is. Mm-hmm. You know what's up. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Oh, yeah. All right, he's gone now. Uh, that was great. Congratulations to our, our, our participants today. <laughs> You're both winners in our book. So both winners and and, and literally both won. So we got codes out to both of them. So uh yeah. Yeah. Well done. Indeed. Yeah. Let's dive into this for a little bit. Oh, I can't use that twice today. Hold on. Let's find a better one. Time for the news brought to you by that payback episode of FilmSack was pretty good. You should all sub to FilmSack and see for yourselves. FilmSack.com for all the details. And if you've only got a couple minutes, go boil an egg. Yeah, go boil an egg. One of the best jokes in the uh, the movie we saw. I agree. I agree. We watched Payback and it was awesome, you guys. For real, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, not for the kids, though. I forgot to mention Oh, that. gosh, no. And um, way more fun than the original version the the straight the, the original uh, uncut and then relater uh, released as a uh a director's cut version not as fun not nearly as fun. no not as fun some some argue better but definitely not as fun they just strip the humor out of no. it and yeah. you know it's not as a good not as good of a time right uh exactly. let's talk about colorado for a minute brian you got another one of these problems going on here colorado connection you have more pastors getting up to shit i swear Oh really? Well, oh. we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of mega churches here, yeah. which uh, is, is a bummer. Yeah, it is a little bit of a, a bummer when they when they do yeah. weird stuff. Colorado pastor accused of pocketing one point three million dollars in crypto scheme money. He said, "The Lord told us to." Sure, sure. The well, Lord okay, said, I guess it's okay." Yeah, the them. Lord yeah. said, "Pocket it and keep it and screw people over." That's what happened. <laughs> that way, we don't take responsibility. We shift it over to the Lord. The Lord, exactly. Anyway, you, wanna, you have a problem with that? Take it up with him. Take it up with the Lord. How do I do that? I don't know. Good luck. Uh, Colorado-based pastor for an online church accused of pocketing $1.3 million in cryptocurrency fraud schemes told followers in a video statement that the Lord told him to do it. Eli Regalado? Regalado? Regalado. Regalado. And his wife, Regalado. Uh, they marketed a cryptocurrency called Index Coin to Christian communities in Denver saying God told him people would become wealthy if they invested in his scheme. The Colorado Division of Security said in a statement, 
Uh, e, it's INDX coin or index coin raised nearly yeah. 3.2 million. The securities division said at least 1.3 million of that went directly to the uh, to their to this couple, uh, mm-hmm. or was quote used for their own personal benefit unquote. Uh, it said in a complaint uh, in the Denver County District Court. The Regalados could not be reached for comment in a video statement uh, to his followers last week. He said the charges uh, said the charges that they pocketed 1.3 million are true. He admitted to that. At least, at least, uh, God told him to uh, tell the truth. So yeah, that's good. Right? That's right. Yeah. Here's how he put it. This is the exact quote: Out of the 1.3 million, half a million dollars went to the IRS, and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel the Lord told us to do. <laughs> <laughs> went to a home remodel. See, that's very different than a few hundred thousand dollars. So is that of the Oh, I see what you're saying. So he of the one point three million that they took. Right. They said half a million out that went to the IRS and then a few hundred thousand dollars. Okay. That's what well, he's claiming. Yeah. Here's also what he's claiming. That he talked to the Lord about it. See, here's <laughs> here's the part I love. Like I try to imagine this conversation that I know never yeah. took place. But let's yeah. imagine just for a second. He's just like, uh, "Hey, so Lord, I got all these, um, I got all this money we we did from the crypto scheme. What do you think of that?" Oh, that's very good, my son. Very good. You know what I would do after you pay the <laughs> IRS your required tax money? Let's put a new kitchen in. Let's do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In fact, like, you can tell them I told you to do it. You know, I'm sure. Uh, the first thing he said is, "Well." Taxes, right? I mean, <laughs> you got to keep those in mind. So, always. Uh, what third? What's your withholding? And how many dependents do you have? Oh, all right, hold on. You're going to need schedule form. <laughs> You're going to need schedule form uh, J, yep. uh, subsection two. Yep. All right. So, yeah, probably about a half a million for for taxes. Uh, yep. It's the Lord's. Yeah. It's the Lord's paperwork. How's your man cave? Yeah. Do you need uh, Do you need a new man cave? <laughs> I'd put pinball machines and old arcade machines in there if I, it was me. But what do I know? I'm just the Lord. Exactly. What hey, a, wait a minute. I felt I feel a little targeted with that one, Scott. Mm, I like all your shit. You got I, hey, whoever told you to do it, I say you did the right thing. <laughs> the Lord told me to have this pinball machine. Nicely done. Uh, let's move yes. on to this one. The British Zoo. I don't know if this is just called. No, I guess it's a British Zoo, not the British Zoo. I don't think there is a the British Zoo. Uh, there's the British Museum, but I don't think there is. Oh, the here British we go. Lincoln, Zoo. Lincolnshire Wild Wildlife there Park. Go. There yeah. you go. Anyway, uh, they have a plan to rehabilitate its potty-mouthed parrots. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna get these parrots straight. Okay. Nice. Here's what they said: uh, The British Wildlife Park has hatched a new plan to rehabilitate its potty-mouthed parrots after they unleashed a tide of expl- expletives. Back in 2020, five foul-mouthed African gray parrots donated to the Lincolnshire. Wildlife Park in Eastern England were isolated from the flock in an attempt to improve their freaking dirty language. I added some words there. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, all right, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but from Tuesday... See, what the flock? What the flock <laughs> is going on? <laughs> the team is adopting a different, different, riskier approach to integrating three newly donated cuss-happy birds named Eric, Captain, and Sheila. Mm. I want to see that... Movie. <laughs> the new the new sitcom from ABC. Welcome to TGIF. It's Eric Captain and, and Sheila. Oh, the things those birds will say. She's a hooker with a heart of gold. He's a captain. <laughs> and, and Sheila. Well, we, we, yeah, but there's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Show should be called Then There's Eric. And better. then there's Eric, yeah. 
Uh, when we came to move them, the language that came out of their carrying boxes was phenomenal, really bad, not normal swear words. These were proper expletives, says the park executive uh, uh, guy, <laughs> Steve Nichols. Yeah, and I mean, the British already, they already say a few things that they don't consider swear words that we do, mm-hmm. so it's got to be really bad. Like, we know what you talk about, uh, you know, how you talk about cigarettes and and what you call people that are, you know... Uh, maybe less than desirable. And that's a word we just don't use here for, for fear of getting slapped. Yeah, so. that's right. The other thing is yeah. these birds are mean. They'll learn stuff and then overdo it. And if you have a bird sanctuary and people are coming through that thing and all they do is cuss at people, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I could see there'd be a problem, especially yeah, for kids for sure. and stuff. Um, but I don't know how you... They don't get into it in this article. How do you re- rehabilitate that? How do you, you get the bird to stop you've saying it? Get them, I think you get them away from people who give them the reaction that they're looking for. Because if I'm thinking that if they get, you know, they get laughs or or oh here you go here's a here's some uh, bird seed uh, you know from a mm. from somebody buying it from the penny machine outside and saying ah oh, he said it a bad word let's give him some bird seed to congratulate him. That's a good point. They're getting that. positive reaction for swearing. If you flip that and only give them positive reinforcement for stuff yeah. that isn't swearing, then you can probably break they're, it. They're, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, well, anyway, that's a fun deal going on there. Well done, Britain. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're officially weird. Uh, one final story. We got a woman in jail. She was arrested after stealing $2,500 U.S. worth of Stanley Cups. Now, I didn't know there were Stanley Cups outside of the uh, the hockey t- stuff. I didn't know there was such a thing. Have you drunk from a Stanley? Stanley? No. I keep seeing these things all over the place as far as like the, the mayhem that's going around these stupid Stanley Cups. So. People like them. So yeah. I don't, apparently they're a hot item. And because of that, and yet another episode of people doing extreme things for Stanley Tumblers, one woman allegedly attempted to steal a shopping cart full of them without paying for them. Are they like this? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Where's mine? They, oh, I, got, um, I got this thing, which is a... Which is now broken. I just dropped something. <laughs> just making it sure it isn't... Yeah, it looks like that, except it has a handle on the side. If it's the thing that, that I'm thinking it is, which uh, Saturday Night Live uh, made fun of tremendously uh, this weekend with... Uh, uh, Dakota Johnson. They um, must have. That must be it. Yeah. I don't. I didn't yeah. know about the handles. But anyway, this thing's a Yeti, and it keeps things cold or hot forever. Yeah. It's awesome. I love this thing. But um, I guess everyone's taking the Stanley ones to gyms and die, uh, yeah, you know exactly. all that. So I've got a Contigo one that is just amazing, and then I've got my my um, corksicle Spider-Man uh, cup, which is I have two of these actually. One that's a water, and then one that I use for coffee, and um, they are fan freaking tastic. Yeah, I'm a fan. I get why these would get big, but why they're like they're almost like uh, what's the shoes everyone hates? Um, oh, Crocs. They're like Crocs, but for cups. Everyone's making fun of them. They're everywhere. They're like re- yeah, and I think it's it's more that people are just making fun of them because of the hubbub. They're not as they're not ugly like Crocs are. They're yeah. not you know uh, as as uh, useful or useless in multiple situations like crocs are yeah but uh, uh more like more like furbies like all right well i can see that the furby is interesting but really why why such a hubbub about furbies yeah. you know if you want to impress me hike everest in a pair of crocs that would impress me yeah there you go then you can defend then you can say the crocs are just fine yeah they are they are comfortable i'll give them that i've had them on my feet mm-hmm. before and i get mm-hmm. i get the comfort angle and i even have a pair of croc flip-flops they don't look like crocs so mm. you'd never know 
they're the most comfortable flip-flops I've ever owned. So there's something going on there. But if you're wearing the regular uh, ones, they're pretty ugly. I have some uh, Birkenstock flip-flops that um, somebody recommended when I was having plantar fasciitis issues. Mm. And they were fantastic for that. I don't still wear them, but uh, um, at the time, man, they... Uh, they were great. Bring them yeah. to Vegas. Wear them on like the um, the, nope, the Oversky thing. No, you're gonna wear those. Not nope. the nope. Okay. Nope. Right. Not wearing them. Not All bringing right. them. You guys, I'm yeah. just saying you could do a little campaign, a little pressure campaign, and uh, <laughs> no, know. because they are f- purely for around the house. I don't even wear. I don't even. I wear them maybe to go out and get the mail, and that is as far as they get from my front door, and Prob- as far as they will ever get. From Probably my front the smart door. thing to do. Um, all right, we're going to take a break from the news and dive uh, directly into a song break, after which uh, yeah. Bobby will be here. we got some science coming up, so stick around. Until then, music, Brian, music. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, this week I'm going to be going to Casa Bonita, which uh, uh, was famously taken over by the South Park guys, but what we don't talk about very much is North Park. And uh, a couple guys, or a few guys from Toronto, who formed a band called North Park. That was a long way to go while I searched for the information about the band. Um, these guys are uh, pop punks. Uh, with They have a brand new single. It's called Ink. If you're a fan of, of Blink-182, Sum 41, stuff like that, I think you're really going to like this. From Ontario, here are North Park and Ink. Thoughts, but now 
Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi er skide trætte af alle de der podcasts og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt. Det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. Uh, we're going to pull him in, play a little intro, and we're off to the races with that. Let's see if I can find his intro, and also if we can find him. He is currently ringing. That means nothing until he picks up. Let's see. Bobby, there. You go run, take a poop. Are you otherwise indisposed? Is he on his way? He is on his way, and here's his thing. There's still something wrong, isn't there, That's, Bill? that's Bill's. Science! Bob is hungry. And the soup looks good. That's right. Bob is hungry, and his soup looks good, and he's here again to talk about science. Bobby, welcome back to the show. Thank you for welcoming me properly after... It's been a while since you called me Bill. I know. It has been a while. <laughs> but you did, I, I guess you didn't directly call me Bill. You you called me Bill with your soundboard. That's right. I didn't use right, your name, right. but the soundboard had its own ideas. And then tomorrow, I will refer to Bill as Bob, and then everyone wins. So look forward to that. Do It's we? a big week for the B names. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Nobody wins. It's good to have you here, dude. And uh, we're going to talk about some science. Now, you and I have been a little bit back and forth on uh, sometimes topics like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about talking about, or once in a while, I'll pipe in with you yep. and say, hey, there's this thing. But we've been talking about calendars and time and stuff. I don't. I think it yeah. came up here for the first time, right? The whole why, yeah. why don't we do the four... Or no, was it was it three week the calendar? Thirteen, 13 months, thirteen a year. Month a year. Yeah, that's right. Twenty eight days in each month, and how then it would make all the days of the of the month line up, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you are you are somebody who hears something like that and goes, "Well, why is that?" And then you go do a mm-hmm. bunch of dirty work, and then you come on here and correct us on all our bad assumptions. And I think that's great. <laughs> so let's do that. Um, Why, first of all, why why is it wrong? I assume it's wrong because we're not doing it. If it was right, we'd probably somebody would somewhere be doing this, right? Well, I don't. I wouldn't always assume that. You'd pr- you know, because with something as big as the calendar, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's you guys talked about it a little bit, and Brian, I think you mentioned last week while you guys were talking about it that 
that if you were to make a change to the calendar, that'd be a pretty big change. It'd be huge, um, yeah. And exactly. it would be a pretty difficult to implement a change like that. It'd so be, you're trying to roll a boulder, like uh, stop a boulder that's rolling downhill almost unstoppably, right? Right, yeah. exactly. You'd have to get everybody, especially with a global economy, you'd have to get everybody to kind of agree, or you'd have to have some massive system in place to account for everybody using, or at least two different calendars if, if you had some people adopted and some people didn't. So changing the calendar is not an insignificant thing. So if you find some better way to do it, um, then you know I I wouldn't I wouldn't assume that just because this is the way we're doing it is the best way because of that because it's mm-hmm. there are certainly maybe better ways to do something and and it just is too difficult to implement right right mm-hmm. um, in fact the calendar has only been changed a couple of times uh, like I, I shouldn't say that because there are probably other other cultures that I'm not aware of and we just just from our Western European perspective, um, we know of like twice mm. that it was changed in a big way. We used to use the Julian calendar; it switched over to the Gregorian calendar, which is what we use now. Yeah, um, stuff like that, right? Yeah, that Th- makes sense. Those were big, big changes. Those were big changes, and they were. I always wonder about those changes because don't have a lot of context for what it did. A more recent example is when everybody in, uh, or kind of an example, when everybody in Sweden switched from left side to right side of the road driving. Right, um, right, and how that was chaos for a time. Oh God, that would be yeah. Because oh, um, that's a huge people thing. turning up from intersections onto roads and like ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing to ask to ask. Totally, right? yeah. So, yeah. so I assume it's similar because it affects everybody in a in a meaning in a, in a big way when that stuff happens. Did you find that a lot? Like it was huge and uh, uncomfortable, and people were killed, and you're like, I don't know what under, what do people do when you. <laughs> When you well, change it's the funny whole that system. you mentioned that because when we switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, the reason it happened was because of the fact that okay, so there's sort of like a history of why why is the calendar the way it is, and and is the day actually as long as we say it is? Mm-hmm. So um, there are two different day lengths. I don't know if you know what, about this. There's what's called the sidereal day and a synodal day. Mm. Do you have you heard I've of this? Never heard of that. Have you, Brian? No, uh-uh. Never so heard it's that. a sidereal day. So the way we measure the length of a day, yeah, is uh, superficially you might think that it's it's you look up in the sky. The sun is right there right now. Mm. <laughs> How long does it take to get back to that same point? Oh, okay, right? all right. Um, that's superficially how you would think that's how long a day is. But that's not the only way to measure a day, even by looking at things in the sky. You could, why why choose the sun? Why wouldn't we just choose a star in the sky to right. do, and do exactly the same thing, right? Sure. sure. <laughs> and you might think that, of course, they're going to give you the same length of time because the it's the Earth that's rotating. The Earth is rotating at the same rate right. no matter what object you decide to look at. But everything in space is all moving, right? Right. right. So that means our, our reference point, the Earth, is also moving. So if you choose an object relatively close to us, and like the sun, and, and in particular with the sun, something that, is, uh, that we are also moving around, then you're going to get different values, and they found that when you so the sidereal day is the is the is when you use the star as a reference. Okay, so let's say you look at at a constellation or a star, something that's really really far away, mm-hmm. and you say I'm going to look at where it is right now, and then I'm going to mark the amount of time it takes for that 
star to get into the same point tomorrow. That takes actually like 23 and some change hours. It's like a little bit less. Right. right. It's like uh, 23 hours and 50 some minutes or something. Or Well, it's something ac- it's 23 it hours, 23 and a quarter. No, no, no. I've, I've got that wrong, but it's 23 hours and some and some change. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I should have written this down. I can actually find out. Hold on. While we're talking, I'll, I'll do yeah. that. This, so the synodal day um, is is uh, is different. The synodal day is when you look at the sun, right? Mm-hmm. And that averages out to be about twenty four hours, even though it's um it's it's, uh, it's actually different every day. <laughs> um, and the reason is really really interesting. So. And this is kind of hard to visualize, so you ha- I'm going to try my best to describe it in a way that's it's easy to paint a mental picture in your head. But imagine you're looking at a diagram with, you've got the sun and then the earth orbiting around the sun, right? Okay, all right. So the earth is a circle or a globe or whatever, but for the surf- p- purpose of this, think about it as a circle. And you've got the point on the circle that's the closest to the sun. It's pointing directly at the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, again... Uh, the synodal day being that point as the earth rotates, it will eventually turn back around to be pointing to this towards the sun again. Right. 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 But so let's, uh, let's imagine that you do that takes TikTok, you know, 20 something hours, right. Mm-hmm. To get back mm-hmm. to that point. But the problem is that during that time, while the, while the earth has rotated to point back at the sun um, and, and it's done one full rotation the earth has moved forward in its orbit a little bit so that point that was the point that was pointing directly at the sun it's not the same it's not pointing directly at the sun anymore because the earth has moved forward in its orbit right it's almost like uh um right you're getting you're getting to it sooner because the way the earth rotates and then revolves it's at a point that's either sooner or later than than it was because it's catching that point at a different spot Right, exactly. And it takes, so what you find is that in order for that same point, so so for the Earth to rotate on its axis fully one time takes, I looked it up real fast, the sidereal period, it takes 23 hours, 56 minutes, and about uh, four seconds. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, the, the, right, which is why we have leap day and all that BS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually, that's different. I'll get there. Oh, it is Um, different. Okay. All right. Well, damn. So (laughs) this is just the length of a day. Um, uh-huh. and so, so 23 hours and 56 minutes, let's say, is when it takes to get back to its point. But the extra four minutes is how long it takes for that point on the next day to then now be pointing back at the sun because the earth has moved forward okay. in its orbit a little bit. Right, right. So it takes an extra four minutes for, so if you just take the 23 hours and the earth has moved back around, you're like, oh, not quite pointed at the sun yet. And then it goes, points at the sun because... You know, does it ever go just, back the other way? In other words, I don't mean turn the other way, but I mean like you hit that point where it faces the sun, then it moves forward because the orbit moved moved forward. So that exact mm-hmm. same spot's not going to be the same. Does it reset to that exact same spot at some point? Not reset, but you know, we eventually have that happen again, and then and then there's another four minute difference. You know what I'm saying? Or is this not, not or is it the one a, time? The one time we faced it, that one time. If you're counting time in like microns of seconds. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it the only time we'll ever have that exact moment of facing it right then? 
Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? I, I do know what you mean. And, and this might be an answer to your question that, that amount of time that it takes for the earth to then be pointing back at the sun, mm-hmm. that, that gap, that space of four or so minutes, a little bit less than four minutes, it's yeah. actually not always that that's an average because that extra time is larger and smaller at different times of the year. Oh, um, okay. And so, and the reason that is, is also very interesting and it has to do with how close the earth is to the sun. Cause the earth's orbit is not perfectly circular. It's elliptical. And so while the earth is closer to the sun, it's moving faster in its orbit. Um, around the sun. Right. So every day it's moved further forward in its orbit while the earth is closer to the sun. Right. And then when the earth is farther from the sun, it's uh it's moving a little bit slower, so it takes a little bit less time and so that that gap is a little bit shorter. Yeah. And that that moves um just at different rates. So on average you find that uh it's about 24 hours uh, over the course of the year is how long it takes for Seems convenient that it takes 24 hours, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does seem convenient. <laughs> it does seem like we had seems to, convenient. you know, cut some corners to make it work. My question is, though, is there? Well, no, ever... I'm, I'm almost being sarcastic, and the reason it's so convenient is because that's how we define right. an hour, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's right. the average yeah. amount of time it takes, and yeah, it, it worked out okay. Places. Yeah, it worked out okay. I guess, I guess it's all relative, though, because if we all thought an hour was 52 minutes, that would seem normal to us because that's what we'd have, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right. Uh, that kind of thing is interesting to me, but my, my, but what I'm trying to say is it, will there ever be a day where we suddenly go, Oh shit, our averages are off. Uh, it took too long or we've done this so long that we, now we've eked over into too much time or whatever. Is that where the leap year stuff comes in? So, so yeah, so that was all about the day. And the reason I wanted to talk about it, because it's very interesting to think about something that we're so, we think we're so familiar with, which is how long a day is, but really it's so different and we have to adjust for it. And it actually, the length of day changes all the time and stuff like that. But that leads directly into the length of a year. Um, and the length of a year is not exactly 365 days. The length, of, and and we're more familiar with this because like mm-hmm. you, like you said, Brian that, and Scott, there's a leap year. Mm-hmm. The length of a year is actually 365 and a quarter days. Right, right. Um, so it doesn't quite, the amount of time it takes the earth to go around. And the reason <laughs> and even, is... And it's even less than a quarter because then we have to have those non-leap year years, like the millennium, was the 2000 was, would have been yes. a leap year year, but but we have that little extra or little uh, uh, <laughs> differential that I was like, oh no, every, every four years, except for every 200 years, except for every thousand years or something. Yeah, it's, it is exactly yeah. right. And that's, yeah. that was, that's where I was getting to go all the way back to the switchover from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar. That was done by the church because someone in the Catholic church mm-hmm. decided that they didn't, what they were realizing was, okay, so every year, we're a quarter of a day off, mm-hmm. so you can, you have a leap year to account for that. But like you said, Brian, they started to realize that because they have calendars and records of the seasons, they started to realize that the the the, the certain point in a year, which is marked by seasons, like like uh, Easter comes at a certain time or something mm-hmm. like that, right? <laughs> right. Easter's the big one, big stupid yeah. one that is like, oh. Which is why it. this has to do with the Catholic Church, right? Sorry, I got to give uh, a quick, <laughs> quick credit to Chris in the chat who says it's probably Pope Gregory. 
It's probably you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love Damn it. Damn, Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but uh, but they yeah. So they realized. Wait a minute. Easter's not falling on the same day of the year anymore as it used to mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago. Um, and they didn't like that. Um, because, you know, everything's supposed to be ordered and exactly perfect and, and done in a designed way, right? Right, of course. Um, so they said, well, what we got we to fix this. And so we're going to have to, um, like you said, Brian, define a leap year as every fourth year, we have an extra day, you know, except for every, you know, every if hundred you do the years, math, every h- yeah. couple hundred years. It's like out of every 400 years on yeah. the hundredth year, we will, do, like every hundred years, we will skip a leap year except for the fourth hundredth year or something right. weird like that. <laughs> so if it's divisible by a hundred, but not divisible by 400. It was something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it was really weird. And so that's how the Gregorian calendar is defined. Now here's the funny thing. All the, all the Catholic countries adopted this because the Pope said so. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the non-Catholic countries didn't. Countries like um, Great Britain, and um, and because of that, there was a period of time. There was one year in the 1700s, I think, 1750s or something like that, where if you go back and look at the 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 European calendar or the calendar from the United Kingdom, they finally decided to switch to the Gregorian calendar on that year. And so, some month in in the near the fall or at the end of the summer, the there's a month that has 11 days missing. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, I think it was September. They went from like September 4th to September 15th on the calendar. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's how they oh. fixed it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, and it's just everyone in the country had to agree that like if your birthday was September 10th. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We'll celebrate on the 15th. Good luck. Good luck with that. Oh, right. Wow. That's crazy. Have you ever seen pictures of the original Gregorian calendar, like drawings and stuff? Stuff's mm. insane, dude. Mm. Yeah. What a mess. Who, really? under, who, uh. who looks at the Here, I'll give you a link to this. I'm showing the chat right yeah. now. This is absolutely bananas to me that this is even decipherable. Uh, there you go. Look at that thing. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's like the, um, the, the Mayan thing, right? Where it's shown as a wheel like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Everyone's into well, the wheel. Well, because it's all it's all regular and everything, yeah, so it should right. be able to fit into a wheel. That's somehow. true. Yeah, I mean, ours ours should fit into a wheel as well. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, so all of this comes back to what the question was about: Could we do this with the year have thirteen months? Right, and the answer is basically no, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because well, first of all, the easiest thing, and I think you did this on the show, Brian, was the easiest way to figure this out is multiply thirteen by twenty eight, and you get three hundred and sixty four, not three hundred and sixty five. Right, right. So you'd be missing a day. Yeah. And you can't just smear that day throughout the year, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Now every day is uh, 24 hours and 1 365th longer. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And exactly, because you can't just make the earth rotate slower. (laughs) Right, Um, right. Also, you can't just decide that okay well now we're just going to have 364 days in a year because you run into you would quickly run into the same problem that they had with the julian calendar and that's what they thought they that's the the thing that we found that's how they decided to do it like you'd have year day it would be called year day and it wouldn't really be a day that's part of any month or anything like that it's just 
on its own. Happy year day. Yeah. What are you going to do for year day? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that would be the only way you could do it, right? So yeah. is yeah. you just have to have a day that's that's outside of time. <laughs> like the hidden track on a Wu-Tang Clan album or something. Yeah. It's like, like <laughs> no, combine it, combine it with the whole purge thing. That'd be the day everybody gets to go kill oh, each other. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's yeah. do it. P- purge now has its day and you have the better calendar and we have, you know, now it's, it's easy. It's all our way of saying that Thanos was right. Thanos was right. <laughs> That's right. It's super, super interesting though. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just know of, that. Yeah. Go ahead. The day, the day as we define it, 24 hours wasn't defined as 24 hours until the Egyptians. Oh my. Um, but, uh, how were we c- breaking it up then? Uh, well, we just use sundials. Uh, we didn't. Okay. Uh, it wasn't really defined as being a number of as hours. hours. Gotcha. Um, okay. It was just at this point on the sundial, and um, in many ways, that's almost that's fine. Yeah. Um, because because the only way that becomes a problem is when you're trying to like like coordinate things right right exactly because then you if you can't use numbers you can't say oh you know when it's about uh when the when the shadow is about three o'clock on the because <laughs> you can't have right, a three right, right. so it'd right. be all right quarter day half day three quarter day right like oh well i'll meet you for lunch at uh sabaro at three quarter day and we'll have some pizza right. it'll be wonderful mm. and then i'm sure lots of people are familiar with the fact that um it was still technically kind of shadow based like where the shadow f- fell on different things, even up until the Industrial Revolution, because um, everything was just kind of based on where the sun was in the sky. Even sure. the twenty-four hours was based on the stars. That's what the Egyptians did. They were very ma- a very mathy civilization, right? So mm-hmm. they they wanted something more precise than mm-hmm. the sun because they figured out that that was a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, heaven forbid you have a heavy cloud cover too, because that that throws everybody's schedule off. Yeah, yeah, right. Your 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 uh <laughs> your sundial my, just looks like my, a smear. <laughs> my my clock stopped working. Uh Pythicus, uh, I don't know. I don't know what time it is. Tavern yeah. saying D-Day would have been a mess and that reminds me of the other day I saw that I didn't know this until recently that they delayed it a day for bad weather. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought so that it was supposed I, to be June 5th, really. It, it was it, supposed to be and then they had horrible weather. And so they put it off, and I don't know if that means the Germans knew about it. Uh, I mean, they were prepared, sort of. I don't know. Like, everyone thinks that D-Day was like a big surprise, and in some ways, I guess it was. But on on the front of just like, well, when do we put the boats in the water and go? Mm-hmm. That got delayed because weather sucked. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I had to look that up. Anyway. But yeah, uh, so Industrial Revolution with uh, the, the the story is about trains right once Mm. trains were becoming a big deal they needed them to be on schedule so then that's when everyone decided well let's just let's just base it on let's just all decide our clocks are going to be set to the same time and and then and then you make time zones and then everybody's fine but you think there's the phrase right with that that's something like as as long as the train or the whatever makes the trains run on time or something like that something like that it sounds familiar to me yeah yeah Yeah. so the only thing that would ever cause us to, as a people, as a human race, to reset this again or do something new, mm-hmm. I got to think that would take something major, like a complete yeah. collapse of society and starting over. Uh, a, 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 a meteor so big that wiped out the dinosaurs, wipes <laughs> us out. And then it wipes out every hallmark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mall, mall store with calendars. Yeah. Like, I think you'd have to say, all right, we're going to do this 
at 2,500. Like 2,500 feels like a good point for us to switch to this whole thing. We're going to need all that time to prepare. Yeah. A couple hundred years to, uh, to do this. And, do and if you do the, thing. if you do the right PR campaign, then it's in everybody's head. We're always thinking about it. And as it gets right. closer, the generations have been preparing to be ready for it. I suppose that works, <laughs> but you, you're never going to be like, Hey, uh, in 2031 in June, we're changing the whole effing thing. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but no, get, you'll right. get used to it. Uh, Google will say, well, we've got the first calendar changes, so go ahead and use Google Calendar. You'll, we'll help you over the hump. Like, none of that's going to happen. No. We're, yeah. we're stuck with this for a while. Thanks, Catholics. You did it. <laughs> Thanks, Catholics. <laughs> the, uh, the reason that Thanks, this Pope is... Um, <laughs> the reason that this is even an issue to begin with is because, um, like, the Earth and the Sun... We think about them as being in sync, but the rotation of the Earth is has nothing to do necessarily with how how quickly it rotates has nothing to do with how quickly it orbits the sun. Mm-hmm. But we link them together in the way we define time, and and everything since then has been about trying to to reconcile those differences and reconcile the fact that that the Earth's spin is slowing down. Um, and uh, all of that stuff, right? Like yeah. everything's, it's always changing, but, but then that at the same time with like how precise time keeping needs to be for things like science and computing and everything. So then uh, this way that we have of defining time is so uh, out of sync with what, with, with what actually define, like what, how time impacts our day, you know, how the day passing is actually done and what that does to it. If we lived underground and we never saw the sun, this in many, many ways might be easier, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but because we link time with the passage of the sun and the seasons, then we have to figure out how to reconcile the fact that it's not so precise and, and doesn't sync up perfectly. So that slowdown, we're talking cosmic timeline though, right? Like the slowing mm. down to the earth. Nobody should be at home right now going, Oh shit, it's slowing yeah, down. No, no, it, not not in our lifetimes, but like um, we're talking like in the age of the dinosaurs, the the day was longer. Sure. Or, so and a million years from now, maybe or maybe it was shorter. The day shorter. was shorter, if yeah, because the, it was spinning yeah. faster. Right, so yeah. three so right. so three million years from now, it'll be a little shorter. But even then, we're talking tiny bits. We're not talking like a day, right? Mm-hmm. Or like twenty four hours, or, or or even maybe not even an hour. We're probably talking. It's like it's like climate change. It's like. Yeah. People here, people who don't bother to study it, they hear somebody go, oh my gosh, you guys, it's bad. We're up a half a degree this year, Celsius, over last right. year. That sounds like nothing to people. They're like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you kidding me? My, my temperature just went down a degree. What's going on? <laughs> they don't understand. Can't because be real, not, then it's not real. Yeah, they're not yeah. digging in. But if they did, they'd understand that that is on a, on a cosmic scale. It's so yeah. big. It's huge. On a cosmic mm-hmm. scale, whereas mm-hmm. also this time, the slowdown thing is just, you know, we all want to see it. We have such a limited time on this planet. We all want to see everything in little, neat little chunks. Kind of yeah. kind of like Pope Gregory did. He liked it simple, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it ain't so simple. Because you yeah. want to see, we're, you think we're orbiting around the sun. You should see what the sun's orbiting around. Holy shit. Right, exactly. That's what, and that's what messes up time travel so much is that, you know, you saying, all right, I'm going to go to this exact spot one year from now, 
no, that's, the Earth is not going to be in the same place because the the whole spiral arm is is moving and da da da. Like you've got the sun moving at the spiral arm, blah blah blah. It's uh, you're going to end up in space floating around. But hey, good job on your time travel. Yeah, well done. That yeah, whole maybe aspect. That's why we haven't. Maybe that's why we haven't been visited by time travelers. That's why we've got a, a pile of time travelers all floating in space behind us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of our space debris is bones and, and uh, exactly. weird contraptions. There's yeah, all got... calculations that people aren't doing for their time travel, and they really need to start figuring it out. Yeah. Yes. The one thing that always did strike me as possible, it would be things like teleportation, because if you knew the exact spot where something was at the moment you're doing it, that makes sense, right? I'm going to put you on Earth at this time next to this building on this ground and not embed you into the wall or whatever. It's because we know all those factors and that's included in the, in the technology. But when it comes to time travel, all that shit has moved. Yeah, everything's moved. And I yep. think, I think you know, Star Trek had it right. You, we're going to take you, we're going to upload you to the cloud, and then on the spaceship you're trying to get to, we're going to download you from the cloud and reconstruct you right here. That makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. 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 All right, well, we solved time travel, and we now have a better understanding of yes. calendars. And so, why, so now go make it. Or, yeah. And as the chat calls him, Pope Greg and his bad decisions. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, there it you all go. Comes back to Pope Greg. Pope Greg, Pope Greg. for Walkman. Yeah. Um, at least he got the. Uh, at least he got the attic when Marsha moved out. So yeah, that was good. that's a good point. Poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that that happened, but you're right. Uh, Bobby, let's tell people where they can get more science out of you. They can squeeze it, excrete it from your body each week. Ex- extrude. Yeah. Perhaps. Where does that come from? What's the show? What do you do? When, when is it? Okay, I'll tell you as soon as you stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all done. I'm all done. <laughs> um, so you can find my science podcast. Uh, it's called All Around Science. My co-host and I, Mora, talk about science every week. And um, and it's uh, what did we talk about last week? We talked about we're always talking about tiny robots, but we made tiny. There were tiny robots that were made um, again, and so we like to talk about those. But also, we talked about. Uh, the big feature was we. I talked about uh, large-scale farms and how they compare in carbon f- footprint to small-scale farms. And the answer might surprise you. Whoa. Good deal. Yeah. Small-scale farms, remembers. All right, that's excellent. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, those episodes and always having you on is a pleasure. Bobby, have a fantastic week. We'll see you next thank time. Thank you. Bye. See you, Bobby. He says thank you like he's at a coffee shop. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank yep. you. Thank nope, you so much. You my name on my latte, on my uh, half-calf, double-hot, extra-foam latte. Thank Thanks. you so much for that. Uh, you know what he didn't mention, by the way, and, and this needs uh, to be mentioned, is one of the other things that you sign up for or can sign up for for TMS Vegas is the board game deal. We've got six hours this time, mm. and uh, uh, if you've got a game that you want to bring and you want to host – There's a list for that. If you want to be part of somebody else's game, you want to make sure that, hey, um, when you play this game, make sure you come find me because I want to play it. There's a place for that. There's a list for that. So make sure you go to uh, um, either VivaTMSVegas.com or go to um, uh, the Discord, the TMS Vegas schedule, and sign up. Nice. You can find links to all that at frogpants.com slash TMS. So get in there. Yes. A uh, quick phone call from a listener. This is about the come and go acquisition from uh, our uh, from mm. the Maverick people. And yeah, uh, the Maverick. Here's Maverick. what he says. Hey guys, uh, Zinger from Wisconsin here. I actually lived in Iowa for about five years, and we had a come and go uh, in in the neighborhood. And I kid you not, it was one of the best and nicest 
uh, gas stations, convenience stores, whatever's around. Rivals even the, the legendary Casey's uh, gas stations, convenience stores in Iowa. Um, Come and Go does sell T-shirts. My wife has one. It uh, says Come and Go. We go all out. Uh, I'm going to be sad to see the brand go. It definitely was a highlight of every trip we took uh, through Iowa and then the neighboring states. Anyways, love the show, though. Have a great day. Yeah, sorry. Maverick is taking it over. Or Maverick. Maverick, that's what we call it. Maverick, that's right. That's what we, yeah, that's how we're doing it. Yeah, Maverick is going to take it and change it, and you're screwed. It's just Maverick now. But they're very nice. They'll keep the niceness. Like, Mavericks are nice. They're really good places to stop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not a dump at all, but uh, no more come and go. All right? Exactly. Keep those shirts. It'd be worth something. But at least least, uh, you'll be able to be a wingman anytime when you're in a Maverick. Yep. And then what's what was the munching lunch or what was the one down in uh what was that called the one Jizz in Texas? No, what were we calling it? The, uh, the, the, there's a new there's a place that actually exists called oh right the right the Munch and Go Munch and Go Munch and Go is that it? I think the Munch and Go. <laughs> it's not Munch and Punch. <laughs> I like that though. That's funny. Anyway, uh, thanks for the call. You guys can call us anytime, yes. 801-471-0462. If you'd rather send a text, that same number works. And if you'd rather email us, that's uh, themorningstream at gmail.com. However you want to contact us is fine. We're happy to read them, play them, and otherwise uh, respond to them. Uh, that is going to do it for us. As mentioned before, if you want to find anything to do with the show, how to support us, where to find links, all this stuff, you can find it at frogpants.com slash TMS. One of the things we like to do here is leave with a little song in your heart. So, Brian, what do you got? <laughs> We do indeed. Oh my gosh, we got so many requests for uh, the end of January. So some of these are probably going to bleed out into the beginning of uh, February. But this one from I Am Sci-Fi, Ian Levenstein says, Hey there, banana and split. Is that the one I'm doing? That is the one I'm doing today. Um, I've reached a milestone as of January 28th, and I need a song to go with it. 40 years on this planet. Holy cow. Time does fly. It also occurred to me that I've been listening to TMS since the start of my 30s. So I thank you, gentlemen, for all the squeeriness, fish sandwiches, and hibernums <laughs> along the way. You really do make time fly while getting work done. To honor the equation, I'll take any cover you can supply of Green Day's time of your life. Here's to 40 more at least. Love the adobo, Ian slash I am sci-fi. Happy birthday. You get the old lady. Very good. And yep. Can I get a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch, he says? He can get that. It is cool. easy to find, and here it is. It's a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. You're welcome. Happy birthday, dude. And one of Excellent. our one of our favorite uh, community guys. He's awesome. Love that he guy. He totally is. Yep. Absolutely. And every show that he contributes to or pops into. Yep. Uh, all right, let's get to this. This is a cover that came from the um, BBC Radio 1 Live Lounge. Came out in 2019. It's by a, a band called Wolf Alice. I love these guys. And I really like the the unique timber of the lead singer's voice. I don't know her name. Maybe her name is Alice. I don't know. But uh, go ask Alice and she'll tell you. Sure. Um, this is a cover of the song called Good Riddance, Time of Your Life by Green Day um, by the band Wolf Alice. Happy birthday, Ian. Yep. And everyone else who might be celebrating. And if you're smart about things, you'll be here tomorrow for a whole new episode of TMS. <laughs> we'll see you yeah. then. Turning point, the fork stuck in the road Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why 
It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable In the end it's right I hope you have the time Take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hang them on the shelf of good health and good time Tattoos and memories and deaths came on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, in the end it's right of your Frogpants.com. Not even Twitch.